You know what I did this morning? <laughs> Brushed your hair? <laughs> no. Brushed my teeth. Oh. oh. So I have one as well. And actually, do you know that your health is very closely tied to your dental health? Usually I'm terrified of what dentists will have to say about my brushing, but with Bruges, it makes me feel like I'm surprising them every single time I come in. I'm very confident with my smile now. <laughs> Well, what makes Bruce really unique is it has six unique modes that you can customize your brushing experience. There's a four-week battery life, magnetic charging stand, and compact travel case. You never forget to change your brush head again because they have the subscription program. Get 15% off your Bruce toothbrush kit and refill your plan when you use promo code Howie at Bruce.com. Can't stop smiling. That's 15% off using promo code Howie at B. R-U-U-S-H dot com. Do you hear the music? I hear it too. Do you hear the music? I'm sorry? Do you hear the music? I do. Do, do you hear the music? Yeah. Yeah. So? Okay. Good question. Anyway, that was our <laughs> opening theme, and I just wanted to make sure and uh, everybody heard the music. I like the theme. But wouldn't it be a shame if we played the theme and then there was no... What are you doing, Jackie? I, there's wires all around my toes. I wore um, open-toed shoes today. Open-toed shoes to a podcast. <laughs> You're out of your mind. That's my kid for you, people. Today's episode, and you're going, there's something weird, there's something different. Jacqueline Schultz is wearing open-toed shoes. I didn't want to bring attention to it because I haven't gotten my toes or anything, like my feet done, a pedicure, since the beginning. For a podcast. <laughs> since the a beginning of the, for a potty. Yeah, since the beginning of the pandemic. So I didn't want to bring attention to it. But but I didn't, I didn't bring attention to did. it. You did. You said, what are you doing with your feet? <laughs> I don't know if you can see what's going on in the back room. They're sending someone away and then spraying Lysol all over and around him. Can someone That's our please, producer. Can someone please tell me why he needed to leave this office? No, and you have to tell me. Why did he need Lysol? Uh, all I, I, you have to tell her. And Can you tell me? I just saw I, that. What happened? He didn't look good to me. He was sick last week, so I've asked him to leave. What? And you sprayed Lysol? Everywhere. The whole place smells he's, like he's Lysol. He can nowadays. <laughs> but why, would he, why did he even come in in the first place? I don't know, but he looked terrible to me. Well, that's because you sprayed Lysol in his eyes. <laughs> no, his eyes on. are all watery and did red. Did he have a fever? No, I, no fever, but he was sick last week. He doesn't what is look, he sick with? I don't know exactly. He said he had morning sickness. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> That's wait. What he said. Morning sickness? I don't know, but why chance it? This leads us to what I did to Lou. Yeah. So there's an 11-year-old little kid. We drove him at 1 in the morning to that building at Lou's house. I wrote a note, put it in his pocket. We messed him up, like made him his... Uh, we bought him some clothes at the uh, welfare place and ripped some clothes and made him dirty. And then I called Lou at 1 in the morning, knowing he was home. He was in bed not dressed, just wearing his tidy whiteies. And he, uh, I called him, I go, Lou, what's doing? He goes, nothing, I just can't sleep. And, it, and we timed it perfectly that that kid knocked at the door. He goes, somebody at my door. At one o'clock in the morning. And I fell for it. I fell for it. Again. <laughs> well, the, the, 
that's too. You're too early with I fell for it because a knock at the door, everybody falls for. At one in the morning, you're talking to me on the phone. Coincidentally, somebody knocks on the door. Hang on, Howie. Let me see who's here. No, there's there's somebody at the door, and he looks through the people. He goes, "There's a child at my door at one in the morning," and I go, "No fucking way. There's no way you have a there's a child's at your door." He goes, "Hang on a minute, because this is so weird." And the kid's just looking there, and the kid hands him a note from the pocket. Oh yeah. And I had written a note, but he didn't know that. And it said, <coughs> Dear Lou, um, this is Ernie. Mm-hmm. Um, you will not remember me, but about 20 years ago, you were playing a comedy club in Vancouver. Ot- I thought it was Ottawa. I think it was Vancouver. Okay, it was Vancouver. Th- I don't think these... Important let's details. Not, <laughs> no, let's not do city dropping. No, <laughs> Just names. This is why it made sense to me. No, but it, I'm saying for the audience, they're not going to... The, the story would be so much better in Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but it could have been Ottawa. Oh, shit. So anyway... <laughs> It said, you know, and, and the, you know, this is in the, in the late seventies, early eighties, the comics on the road. He was a single guy at the time because you won't remember me, but I was a waitress at the so-and-so comedy club. And listen, we were two consenting adults and we had some time together and I never wanted to burden you because I felt the response, the responsibility was mine. And what you are staring at now are the fruits of that evening. (laughs) About two and a half years ago, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, I treated it. It was in remission. Funny, right? (laughs) And then eight months ago, it returned. And if you are reading this note and looking it into Ernie's eyes, I, I don't know a better way to tell you this. This is your son. Yes, that's what That's what happened. So he comes back to the phone. And um, he goes, Howie. I go, what? He goes, you're not gonna believe, you're not gonna believe this. I go, what? <laughs> he goes, it's my son. It's my son. <laughs> what? It's my son. <laughs> he couldn't even say it. I go, what are you saying, Lou? He goes, my son. My son is here. I go, what the fuck are you talking about? He goes, I have a son. I have a son. I have a little boy named Ernie, and he's here. He's here. And I'm going, what the fuck are you talking about? There's no fucking way. I don't have time for this. It's 1 o'clock. He goes, I'm not fucking with you. I wouldn't fuck with you about this. Uh, Ernie is my son. He's, I go, bullshit. I don't even believe there's a kid here. Put him on the phone. So he goes, Ernie, my son, Ernie, come here. Talk to this man. So he puts the kid on. I go, okay, Ernie, here's what I want you to do. Ernie, my son. Here's what I want you to do. Ernie, my son. When you get off the phone, he knew it was me, and Mark was waiting in a car down down around the corner. When you get off the phone, count to five and go, nobody loves me, nobody cares for me, and then run as fast as you can out of the apartment, across the whole building, down there, and at the corner (coughs) you'll see the red... Uh, a car that's your uncle just get in the car and go away so the kid gets off the phone lou gets back on the phone he goes what am i gonna my life changed like that what am i gonna do and i hear in the background the kid scream nobody loves me nobody cares for me and then he ran out the door i hear the phone drop and it's lou going I love you. I want to care for you. And the kid's running at one o'clock in the morning, is running out of the apartment along the whole balcony. And there's a grown man in his underpants 
chasing after an eight-year-old little boy going, I love you! I want to care for you! <laughs> you know? Anyway, what happened is people in the building saw it, and I think they complained, and he was afraid he was going to get thrown out of the building, and that's the straw that broke the camel. The kid got into the car and drove away. He got in a lot of trouble with the building. That was the straw that broke I the I recall back. it being a lot longer than him just coming in for five minutes. It was He was there. Why does that matter? Yeah, it, he was there for 15 minutes. No, he was there for what appeared like hours to me. And, <laughs> no. And I, <laughs> no. And I could not figure out what, because I didn't know. I, I mean, it was really, and then the kid ran, mm -hmm. and I thought, and I ran after him. Saying, I love you, saying, and I want to care for you. Saying, saying, I love you, my son, Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, my son, Ernie. <laughs> I love you, Ernie. <laughs> my son, Ernie, I love you. <laughs> I want to care for you. And can you imagine you wake up in your apartment, you're looking out the window, and this little kid runs by and then followed by Lou Dinos in his underpants going, my little son Ernie, I love you. I love you, my little son Ernie. And they all know him in the building that he doesn't have kids and he doesn't have... It's always... What's most interesting to me about this in particular is that how quickly the idea comes to your head to do this mm -hmm. and then how you put the pieces together to implement this. Because people don't realize, and that's what I love about the show, we always prank, and you yeah. know this too. I think with pranks, you got to let them breathe and they will evolve into the you know things will happen and it'll show themselves if you do too much pre-planning then you'll find because nobody's really scripted or doing anything you'll find that if they go off that beaten path then what do you do so like it, the jokes always end up to be like i didn't think i thought the joke was i'm going to trick you and have this kid and and fool you to think that you have a son right I didn't dream that uh, I was going to turn an entire building block into wanting to get you arrested for being a pedophile and who my, takes showers and hear children calling his name. And my neighbor was an ex-cop. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, he was an ex-cop. <laughs> and he came into the apartment like a day later and wanted to look around. Oh, my God. And, and I had put a towel on the floor. I'll never forget this. I put a towel on the floor because I was doing my push-ups and sit-ups, and I would do it on this towel. And he walked in and looked around and said, what's this? <laughs> okay, okay. And there was nothing there, but he was suspicious. He was looking under the towel. Under the towel. Like, you would, like there would be evidence that you would just cover with a towel. <laughs> well, I, <don't> know. <laughs> I know we watched the ID channel. I mean, you would probably get it out with uh, some cleaning fluid, but a towel mm -hmm. over the... Well, it could have been anything. He, he was suspicious right. of any kind of activity that was happening. At the times. So. You yes. know what that shows me, though? That story shows me that mm. you're actually a really good person. Uh, that bless. someone, <laughs> a kid came to your door, and you were willing to be that child's father. No questions asked. <laughs> My son heard <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no questions asked. You will go the full length well, first to make of all, I sure will tell he you knows that he's There is nobody that has a bigger heart and is a better person than Lou Dinos. Ah, you're very tired. No, but that is true. So I knew that he would fall for that. But wouldn't most people... I, I would think there would be few and far between if you really believed it was your... Have you watched Maury? I don't think it's most people. <laughs> I don't think I'm... Oh, yes. <laughs> Lou Dinos, you are the father. Yeah. <laughs>
yeah. I'm not exceptional, but you're very kind to think that. But <laughs> but if you want to explore that even further, uh-huh. I had a son, didn't know I had a son. So how good of a person could I really have been, right? Well, because she didn't tell you. She didn't tell you. We talked about this before. She didn't tell you. Know. It was her responsibility until she was dying of cancer. That's right, which was a really nice touch, by the way, <laughs> that she's dying of cancer. You always take it like a step too far. This is why you lose friends, Dad. <laughs> She should have just been suffering horribly from emphysema. (laughs) We do have a special guest that's coming up in a little bit, but I have been reading um, Reddit lately. Do you know Reddit? I do. Yeah. So there's Reddit forums, and I've been reading a lot of Reddit forums, specifically Am I the Asshole is one of the forums, and I like watching or reading about couples' disagreements, but this one in particular... I thought I should bring on the show, read it to you, and get your input. So this one I found, I want to read it to you, and I want to get um, your opinion or your take on this. Okay. I've, who's a female who's 22, I've dated a few boys over the years before finding my significant other, but I've never seen anything as bizarre as what he's doing. Some of you may think I'm trolling, but for the love of God, I kid you not. I just don't have the will to say this to him. Or anyone else. So I figured it was harmless to come on here where there's no shame of anyone who knows me. My new husband. What? No, I heard there's people out there too. Go ahead. Keep reading. Okay. My new husband, mostly while sleeping and other random times throughout the day, has a habit of picking his butt and sprinkling bits across the bed that I'll find and get grossed out about, as well as other areas around the house too. Hmm. I know that people can sometimes be into weird things, but I can't tell you how unappealing it is to be in bed (laughs) and spot crumbs at random moments, and it really destroys any mood for me personally. Hmm. How the heck do I tell him that he has to stop without coming off weird and condescending? Hmm. Without coming off weird and condescending? Yes. He does it under... worried about coming off weird. He's picking his butt. Not only is he picking his butt, Mm -hmm. which could happen from time to time. You get an itch, it's the middle of the night, and this, your... your, Uh, It sounds like it's more than that. Yeah, hold on. It's the sprinkling. He does it... (laughs) He does it under the covers, and I'll have no clue about it, and I don't want to sleep where there's literal shit crumbs laying around. By the way, my husband doesn't use toilet paper and picks his butt under the covers and leaves the crumbs in the bed and other places around the home. So he... He doesn't use toilet paper mm. when he goes to the bathroom, when he poops. Mm. Okay. And he then, like, picks in his sleep. And she's and asking what she should do. What she, How she should um, talk well, to him Well, I think it. the first mm. step is uh, publishing it in Reddit. Yes, yeah. that's yes. good. That's and helpful. publish his name. He, she did not <laughs> publish Mr. his name. Mr. Sprinklebutt. I think, <laughs> I think he's an asshole. Yeah. And I think that it's... Well, like, you've got... You put your finger on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, this is ridiculous. This is an absolutely ridiculous story. That this I is real. It's real. This, tr- this so is So she true. doesn't want, I, I love that he's picking his butt, spreading his shit all over her house and the beds, and she's worried about being condescending. <laughs> You're going to see a superstar guest right after this. So, you know what I've been using every single night? Yes. What? <laughs> okay, What? <laughs> But you told me this a minute ago. It's gravity blanket. Yeah, my gravity blanket. But I've been using the robe every single night when I get. Oh, out the of robe. Bed. Yeah. And the blanket. Yeah, but it's incredible. Not at the same time. No, no, no. But the robe is so relaxing. Like at night when you put it on after you take a shower, it has the weighted gravity blanket 
thing like in the collar and you can take it out when you want to wash the robe too and put it back in but it's so relaxing i feel like it makes me sleep so much better and gets rid of a lot of my stress but they have they have other things you know what i was using the weighted uh, eye mask yeah yeah you can have a weighted eye mask which is just a nice little pressure on your face and you rest comfortably yeah but all of their stuff promotes a deeper more restorative sleep while decreasing your body's uh production of stress hormones which is key to uh what bothers us you and me most so Mm -hmm. this has been a, a godsend for us yeah gravity blankets are now available in special technical cooling fabric as well as 100 cotton for summer approximately 60 percent of users reported gravity helping reduce overall levels of stress like we were just talking about right Mm -hmm. i think it gets us through the night and Mm -hmm. getting us through the night helps us get through the next day so you can go to gravityblankets.com and check out the weighted blankets weighted sleep masks and weighted robes use promo code howie to get 20 percent off your purchase that's gravityblankets.com and use code howie to get 20 percent off the blanket that everyone is talking about me undies uh-huh. is the, the these are very comfortable and we're wearing them you said you're wearing a bralette bralette t- today <laughs> and i'm wearing me undies yeah it's like uh, that's what pirates would call their underpants you've said that before i know but that's it that's what it always reminds me of me undies you do it me undies yeah uh, uh me undies yeah and that's what they would say like <laughs> say they had to go to the bathroom right mm-hmm. and you what, what do you say shit ahoy <laughs> Anyways, I love these because they are the absolute softest fabric I have ever tried. And they also come in really fun prints. Mine right now is like a fun stripey color. So I love it. You can wake up every morning excited to put on your favorite pair. Say bon voyage to the undies you used to know because comfort starts with me undies right now. Do you know that the stuff that they make it out of is, is literally grown on trees? What? MeUndies are designed to be the softest thing you've ever worn. I mean, their signature micro model fabric literally grows from trees. You're right. See, you were reading and I was telling. (laughs) Yeah, sustainably sourced undies say less. They offer different cuts for different butts, ranging from sizes extra small to 4XL. So whether you're looking for classic colors or adventurous prints, MeUndies has you covered. MeUndies has a great offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has their problem-free philosophy. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. To get 15% off your first First order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Go to meundies.com slash Howie. That's meundies.com slash Howie. Ladies and gentlemen, we're really excited. I, I The one thing about doing a podcast, I love being with you, Jackie. Yeah. But I love when friends and people I admire come and show up. More? What? More than being with me? No, it's not about you versus him, um, but guess who's here today? Bobby. Bobby Lee. It's Bobby. Look at that sway. Thank you. Your sway. Bobby Lee is a superstar in his own right. As a stand-up comic. Well, I'm no Joe Coy, but uh, I do what I can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you're one of the funniest, nicest people I've met who also has a podcast that is uh, Tiger Belly. Yeah, it's called Tiger Belly. And then the one you do with uh, Uh, Andy. Andy. Andy Santino. It's called Bad Friends. Thank you so much for the promotion. Yeah, this is and and saying that mentioning that on this podcast, yeah, 
you'll uh, you'll at least get another like three, <laughs> three like people, three. three. Thank you so sure. much. I've always wanted to meet you. Me? Yeah. Oh, thank. Because I'm I see honored. sometimes you're on Howie's like Instagram handle and whatnot. Uh huh. Yeah, and I always because I can I just say something about Howie? Yeah. You know, I've um, I've met some celebrities in my lifetime. Yeah. Okay. And like, I just did a movie, and there was a big celebrities in it, like. Kate Blanchett was in this movie and Ooh, stuff. Oh, I was in Hungary. It's called Borderlands. It's coming out next summer, but I play a soldier. But anyway, I had to be there. And so I hung out with Jamie Lee Curtis, all these people, right? But still, when I see Howie, mm-hmm. I get more scared. Why? Because I think I'm a fan of his, uh-huh. right? And I grew up watching him because, you know, I used to be, I used to gravitate toward comedies. Yeah. And I um, this he's was going to be a compliment. You told me you're hanging out with Kate Blanchett and Jamie Lee Curtis. You're. You're comfortable around them. I make you uncomfortable. <laughs> no, not uncomfortable. I just get a little nervous around you because I'm a fan. Can I tell you something? What? He makes me nervous too. It's his energy, right? It's his energy. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. He makes me scared. He's a scary person for sure. That's yeah, great. Yeah. Great having my daughter and <laughs> my friends here because yeah. I feel good about it. I give out negative energy. <laughs> yeah. It's intimidating energy. It's not negative. So I do, I'm a red carpet correspondent, and the uh-huh. person that scares me the most yeah. to interview yeah. is my dad. Yeah, I feel the same. Well, that's yeah. because the red carpet is in my house, yeah. and I'm the only one <laughs> home, and I go, I just yeah. woke up, enough no. with the interviewing. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I remember, like, can I just say something? No. Uh, we want, no. this should be a Silent. podcast with nothing being said. Okay, so... um. The first time I ever went to Montreal Comedy Festival was a couple of years ago, right? And that's when you, can I say that you acquired the Montreal Comedy Festival? Yes. All yes. right. So, you know, I know him, so finally I'm invited. Yeah. Right? So I'm No, on... th- that's not true. If you want to go back, you were invited before and you always turned it down. And you told me, I go, why aren't you at JFL? You got to go now. You I know, turned it down. I know, I know, I lie. <laughs> I lied, I lied, I lied. I'm a liar. Why did you? So you turned it down. I turned it down a couple times. I lied. And the first time you went, though, was when? When he got it. Okay. Right? So then, um, but I remember, like, one show that he showed up at, Mm -hmm. I had a heckler. Mm -hmm. But he was amazing. I know, but there was a heckler in the balcony, right? And I say two or three jokes. I know how he's in the audience. And I hear the heckler go, next! (laughs) Like that. Right. Right? And, and you I, take that as a negative? That's a negative. Oh, okay. Don't you think that's a negative? I'm sure you hear that all the time, Dad. I, I would Even think, at home. But in my, head, <laughs> in my head that they're watching you and they're thinking, this guy is next level. <laughs> you didn't hear level. I didn't hear that part. Yeah, next yeah, level. I didn't, I didn't hear that part. <laughs> but anyway, so the, he says it and I go, I did, the, the, the only thing to do in that situation is to confront it. Right. You know, I can't ignore it. Right. Everyone heard it. Right. So I just start going, I've never been here before. Why would you do that? Now Howie Mandel's in the audience. You know what I mean? All that kind of stuff, right? I think it may or may not work. That's but- your confrontation? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's my first time. I, I said, he I, yelled next, and I thought, <laughs> I got to confront it head on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got to take it by the, the bull, by the balls, and take yeah. it. So I go, this is my first time here, and Howie's watching me. But that's not what you did. Yeah, I, I'm not good at confrontation. Are you lying again? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> he is. You, you know some, what's funny? He what? doesn't like confrontation, but he is the most. The, the the first time I met you, do you remember the first time I met you? Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. It Honestly. was the Theo Vaughn show. No. Yes, it was. No. What was the first time? The, was the, uh, uh, um, uh, what's the show on Fox you were on? 
Mad TV. On Mad TV. That was the first time you were right. Yes. I lied again. Liar. <laughs> it's very big on YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah. Bobby Lee and Howie Mandel yeah. on YouTube. You were naked. I met you naked. Ah, it, the culture's changed, so I was kind of, I was half-clothed. What is the you culture? What it. am I saying? Well, it's like because now, like last night I did a show at the Brea Improv. Right. Right. And um, I, I did a little dance in my underwear. Right. And then did my, a dance in your underwear? Yeah, I had these cute underwear on. So you shared. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I was doing this little dance, and then when I got off stage, my girlfriend goes, why did you do that? You know, like, when, why? Because she's just afraid that anything like that can be misconstrued. Is that a word? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, misconstrued. Well, that construed is a isn't a word. It's misconstrued together. Construed. Yes. You know what? I, I did my first time on stage the other night. My wife made me go on, and I'm really afraid now. Are you afraid? Yes. Because oh. I... Okay, when well, you talk that's, to, that's, not, that's when I met Bobby. Okay. Isn't that me in that? It, it, it's going to be, he's talking to me. That's the first time I met you. Yeah, are you just <laughs> always in cute underwear? Well, there was a time when that, that was my go-to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, 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 yeah. Uh, wait, look, watch it. There, there's oh, me and Bobby Look Lee. at you. Oh, yeah. I remember that house. On Sunset, right? Yeah, it was on Sunset. Yeah, above the store, comedy store. Yeah, yeah. Paulie owned it. Oh, he did. Yeah. Bobby, can you open the door? Oh my God, Harry Mandel, you're here. I'm so excited to work with you. Okay, I just. Okay, I don't know. Okay, we we can turn that one on. We got it. Anyway, the point is that's the first time I met you, but but that is emblematic of who you are because there is no line, which I love. Right. You know, and that's I. We've talked before about comedy. When I went to the comedy store, my favorite was. Uh, Richard Pryor and I watched Richard Pryor talk about shit in his life. You know, he grew up uh, in a, a brothel and he was uh, addicted to drugs and he had bad relationships. And I watched him talk about that. It was the first time I noticed somebody, but you, whether it was getting totally naked or whatever, you were like the most free spirit. It seems like yeah on stage. Well, yeah, but you know the culture's changed, so you have to now edit. Which I can't do. Yeah, you can. I went on the other night. Yeah. I got to tell you something. I yeah. went on the other night, and I was doing a, a bit about. Uh, do you know what Cologuard is? I saw this thing. Do you no. know what it is? What is it? Okay, so uh, have you ever had a colonoscopy? Yeah. You did. Is that when they stick a tube in your butthole? Yeah, yeah. The fact that you had a tube in your <laughs> and you don't know, and you don't know it's a colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that could have been a whole other thing that you were involved in. It was a home kit I had. No, yeah, yeah, at a home cut. Well, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So the thing is, during the pandemic, yeah. I'm in my 60s. So you look great. But... Thank you. Mm-hmm. So instead of getting, I saw commercials for this company called Cologarden. It's a little white box, and you shit in the box. Yeah, and then you mail the stool sample to, to for uh, screening for cancer yeah. for colorectal cancer. Right, but it's this little white box, and then it's like nine o'clock at night. You can't go to the post office or anything. So I put it in the fridge. <laughs> right and then yeah. but let me tell you so then i talked about how uh my wife opened the fridge and she thought there was leftover chinese food yeah the whole audience goes oh huh? that's not that's nothing no i know but, but that's not cancelable well they went because i said chinese food because it's chi- what other so then were food? you freaking out about that joke afterwards yeah i, I started sweating and i thought it, just the same way is it's not cancelable for you to be dancing in your underpants it is because um, sex, because a, a lot of my, fr- I, I know a lot of people, a couple of guys, 
that did some sexual misconduct. Conduct, me misconduct. I, I probably know the same people. Right, right. Okay. And now they're, you know, it's they're in canceled. big trouble. They're yeah. canceled, right? Yeah. And I think that dancing in my underwear is, you know, it's not the same thing, obviously, but it's like dancing around, you know, because there, there might be people in there going, I don't want to see his ye little yellow penis. It's little. <laughs> and, it, and yellow. Really? That could be jaundice. <laughs> Yeah, it has jaundice. Yeah, but yeah. that's not. I don't <laughs> yeah. think that's like the same thing as you're talking about. The yeah, other but comics. A, but a, a customer could be like, "Yo, you know," or "Hey, well, I went first to the of club." All, you were in your underpants. You didn't show them your penis. Yeah, I know. You just described it vividly, like you did for us. Yeah. What is this? What is this? My son. I know who. I know who he is. I like him. What are you doing? He's he's. What are you doing? Taking pictures. You don't. Why have is to he do taking that pictures? Right? Was that for you? It's for me. Don't. Okay, go ahead. Take no, a picture. Don't, don't worry about it. Right go in the middle on. of an interview. <laughs> I know. Go ahead. So it's so you know I I, I don't know I, my girlfriend just jumped on my back about it and it's like um, and there's a lot of things in my act that are just way too edgy you know because you know the last time we did stand up was before the pandemic and now I'm back I'm I'm uh, tonight I'm doing my fifth time back first of all I can't do the time like they think do 15 minutes. And I'm like doing nine, ten Yeah, minutes. I can't either. It's I, so hard. I'm so freaked out. I'm freaked Our out. Our whole careers, I don't think we've spent a week off stage. Exactly. Even if you go do a movie, you find a place where you can do it. And now it's been a year and a half or two years. And then they see stuff like, it's like riding a bike. No, it's like ri flying an airplane that, that you've never flown an airplane before. That's how difficult it is. I can't imagine. Well, I was actually reading some of his joke. What's going on? There's so much coffee. Okay, what are you sorry. worried about? Sorry, I didn't. She like got scared. Uh, Bobby left his coffee on our desk. He went to grab his coffee, and he was you're just going, coming towards going me. <laughs> Why? No, no, no. I was saying that I was reading. He's been writing jokes yeah. at night. Yeah. I guess his notes, and then he was looking at them the other day in front of us, and he goes. Can you tell me what this means? He doesn't even know what his own jokes mean <laughs> when he writes them down. And I can't, I have no idea what they mean yeah. at all. Well, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I, can't, I have trouble sleeping. Me too. So I, I take some gummies at night. Marijuana gummies? Yeah. Okay. No, just gummies. Just gummy <laughs> I like it's a special treat. If I've been a good boy, if I've been a really good boy, then yeah. I get candies. I get, <laughs> I get candies to go to sleep. No, I took a gummy just to sleep. I don't. I'm not partying, and yeah, it's yeah. legal. Yeah. 100%. Right. Is is this conversation going to get me canceled? No. No. It's, it's legal. legal. It's like it's saying legal you now. took a shot of whiskey or whatever. Right. Yeah. Is it? It's all okay. So I take a couple of gummies, and then I'm lying in bed, and this must happen to you. You have an idea. Right. And you write it down or text it into your thing, except I'm a, a cheap date and gummies really affect me hard. Yeah. And a lot of those things that I write down don't make sense. <laughs> right. I mean, do you write full sentences or are they just little words like no. panda bear, you know what I mean? And then like lollipop. Do you do that? Yes. I have a new joke with panda bears and lollipops. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a song. What is your new joke with the panda bears and the lollipops? I, this is a premise. I have no punchline. <laughs> idea to use candy <laughs> See? I'm not so alone in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really wrote down panda bears. No, I was kidding, man. Oh, oh, I don't oh. have that. No, it's a lie again. Have, you, a li done, lie. have you ever done something? Well, I guess that's on what? stage. Being have I done some what? Something on stage that now you regret. Yeah. What? Well, you know, there's a lot of like bits like I used to, when I had a, mo I don't, I don't, I'm too afraid to even say it on here, but I will. Okay. Right, so I used to have a mohawk. Right. Right, and I and I used to have an opening line. I look like an American Indian with Down syndrome. Right. 
right? Right. And they used to get a really big laugh, and they used to go, are we allowed to laugh? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, see, there, there. So my line was, <laughs> I used to go, right? Right. I used to get a laugh, and this is like 12 years ago. Right. I used to do this bit, right? right? I would never do that joke now. Do you think people should be held accountable, though, for the jokes no. that they've done in the past? No. 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 And that was acceptable. I've been in the club, and I saw you do that. Yeah, yeah. And I know why, but what was acceptable? Oh, there you are with the mohawk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was okay, it? enough. He doesn't enough want to mohawk. see himself I don't want to see myself again. <laughs> no, you look amazing. I think you. Um, so, but the, the, that joke actually exists on video, doesn't it? Nobody videotaped that. You never. Yeah, I'm that? sure there. It's, it, so, it, it it's a live somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's the thing where we're being judged for what we did. You know, I think 60 years ago, women couldn't vote. Yeah. You know, that's wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. It's just, also there's somebody put a clip on, like in the last 40 years, a montage of white and black and other comedians making fun of Asians, but they put it in in a clip, right? Where right. it's like a montage, right? right. And it's like, it, it, when you clip them together, it seems racist. It seems like, you know, not, you know, culturally right, you know? But it's like, I always put in the context of comedy and the way it's grown. Like, when I started comedy in the 90s, there wasn't a lot of people that looked like me doing it. I had Margaret Cho, maybe a couple of other people, right? Joe and I, that's Koi and I met at open, as open micers back in the day, right? right? But we were the only ones, and it's like... um and I saw it live. I would see, and I laugh because I'm a comic and stuff like that. But it's like I don't blame people for doing jokes. But there was a time where the go-to um, panacea for not being in trouble were go. It's a joke. Yes. Or I'm joking, or it's part of the act. And they kind of took that away. Yeah. You can't joke about it. There is no joke. Yeah. And sometimes it is a joke because it's wrong. Yeah. That's why. It's inappropriate. I'm saying something that I know is inappropriate. Yeah. I'm standing here naked, dancing in front of strangers in my underpants because it's, it, you wouldn't do it, you know, the audience. And the reason why we we're afraid and we change with the times is because we're afraid to lose everything. And yeah. so I'm just going to tell you that there, I have been thinking to myself, if I let go of corporate stuff, like... You know, right now, I'm going to New York to do um, Sex in the City, a couple episodes. Right. I just did that movie. I have other things coming out. And I don't want to lose those things. So what happens is that I change, right? And I, you know, um, sell out in a way. Yeah. Right? And the freedom's gone, right? So there's got to be... To me, it's like, should I just say F all that and just be myself? And not worry about, you know what I mean, what I'm going to get or not going to get? You're thinking, it's like you're reading my mind. Because the thing about it is, I wasn't, I had, we've talked about this on other yeah. shows, but I had a rough time. And you do, we talk about this mentally, you know, mental health. And um, my greatest uh, outlet when I found comedy, because I felt like being having this kind of character yeah. and blurting out things and saying things and acting like we act, it, it, I, I don't think you could imagine either one of us in a corporate job, in a real corporate job, like no. sitting in a, and it, we wouldn't last. We probably wouldn't get along with people. We would be frowned upon, whereas you're kind of, you know, celebrated as being a comedian. Yeah. But now even in the world of comedy, mm -hmm. 
everything that made me happy and comfortable, this was the place I used to say they, uh, when I was on, uh, you know, I was an actor, I was on, you know, a, a television show or I was hosting a, a game show. People would say, what do you like best? And I'd say stand up because stand up is the one thing where I didn't have to memorize a line. I didn't have to hit a mark. I didn't have to worry about sponsors. I didn't have to worry about offending. There was no place I couldn't go and stand up. And I love that freedom. Gone. It's gone. And, um, but is it? That's what I'm. It isn't. You don't because think? I know guys. Yeah. Like I can, I think I can say his name. There's this guy named Brian Holtzman. Okay. For instance, he has no grand dream of being in a movie or hosting a show, but on stage, he's the freest guy I've ever seen because he says anything he wants, right? And he's not a slave to corporations. He doesn't care, right? So, so you and I both we were care. that. No, but we were that when we started out. Yes. But as you've accumulated, like, I don't yes. want to get in trouble with AGT. You don't want to, you want to do these movies. And yeah, these yeah, TV yes. Shows. So that never played when we didn't have anything. It was kind of easier. It was easier. There was so much freedom. And like, I would say really crazy things, but I had nothing to lose. I had no money. I had nothing. Right. Right. Now I have a house. You know what I mean? I got dogs. You know, I got cars. I got things. No matter what you say, you're not going to lose your dogs. <laughs> You won't, they don't, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that you said, Bobby Lee in his underpants? I'm taking away his fucking dogs. <laughs> because yeah, yeah. those things need a bone and there's just a little yellow thing. But it's, it's not only, you're talking about corporations and other jobs and income and stuff like that, but it's not only that. I know, at least for you, you're very worried and concerned about also offending people. Like you don't want to offend anyone. No. And you didn't used to have to worry about that, or at least you weren't aware of having to worry about that. Right. Right. And now it's not only AGT or movies or television or sponsors. It's also that for you, isn't it? Yeah, I don't want people to be hurt. There was no, you know, you used to be able even off stage, you know, if you said something and somebody took offense and they go, what did you just fucking say? And you go, I was joking. That was okay. That's yeah. That's not, doesn't fix it anymore. Yeah, but it's like, but it's the people, how do I say this? I don't know why, but I've always, like I've been on stage, in the audience before and seen a comic say things about Asians, right? That are so offensive. Uh, if you just read it right, yeah. But because I know I'm in a comedy club setting, I know that it's you know we have First Amendment rights. You can say whatever you want, right? And I know the context. That's a it puts it in context. Does right? it? Do you? It does. Uh, you've never felt. But have people, you ever seen something that you felt offended? In, in no, because I've seen it all. I've seen comics make fun of our penis sizes. I've seen comics make fun of our accents. I've seen comics. Do every range, you know what I mean? I've had comics say, I'm sorry, say gook. Right. Or chink, right? But they say it in the context of comedy and by being in the audience because I know my skill level. I know that I can defend myself. I know how good I am in the but room. But what if you were sitting in the room with your mom? Well, it's like I wanted to, I watched my, um, Gran Turismo. Is that the movie with my mom? Clint. Clint With Clint Eastwood movie, Clint Eastwood, yeah. and it's like Clint Eastwood says some crazy things, and I, I was I kept looking at my mom because I thought maybe she'd be offended by the movie, and she was just like, "It's it's you know it's a movie, and it's true. I mean, there are people out there like that, and this is an old immigrant woman, right? She even gets that like, you know, it's just you're when you're watching a movie, it's just a splice of 
a segment of society. We may not have to agree with it, right? But still, you know, a movie, right? It's an art form, right? Stand-up is the same thing. Well, that's why, you know, even as a stand-up, there is never anything that's too soon. Yeah. You know, they always go But now there is. Yeah, for the audience. For the audience. But if you and me weren't even on a podcast, the things we could say and the things we could do are so different than what you're allowed to do with a microphone in front of you. Me and Andrew did an experiment, and we said, let's do one podcast we're never going to air. And he goes, okay, we can say whatever we want. We talked for three hours, and I had never, like, I was crying for three hours, laughing so hard. You would never? I would, we would never release it. We would, we would never have careers. I mean, it is crazy what comes out of our mouth. I mean, it's insane. It's like, but we did it for us to exercise our rights to say things in this country because we live in America, right? And um, we'll... We we will we said we'll release it for ten million dollars. I think we can sell divide it, ten million dollars and go an NFT. What? Sell it as an NFT. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really freeing, you know. And it, you know, hopefully one day we'll live in a world world where we can release it. Do you remember uh, Peter Cook and Dudley Moore? No, I know who Dudley Moore is. Okay, Dudley Moore and and his uh, comedy partner was a guy by the name of Peter Cook who had a sitcom here in a in America where he played a a butler. But anyway, they were a comedy team in England in the 60s. And then they they released, they went into a studio. They were TV comics. They went into a studio and they, I think it's called Cook and Moore, the tape. You should listen, see if we can get Cook and Moore's found tape. They went in, this was not for release, not an album. They did exactly what you you did with Santino and they talked about living he lives in Jane Mansfield's ass like it was just at that time <laughs> already it was funny. so forward it's just so gross so funny so not of that time yeah but they did it for themselves yeah and after posthumously they're dead they're both passed away yeah these tapes have been released yeah and they're the funniest tapes they would have in the 80s been huge comedy albums because they were just filthy and inappropriate and that's all they were doing. And with an English accent. Wow. It was even I want to listen to them. But I can see myself. I have a, If I can amass a certain amount of money, though. Like, if I can get this certain amount of money, I think that I can then be free. What is the amount of money? I don't money know yet. In, I don't, in my mind, I don't know what it is yet. But I can see myself going, 100 okay. million? No, way less. Way less than 100 million. So just sell that tape for ten million, and then you're good and you're free. I have to split it with Andrew, so maybe um, twenty million. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you would be if you could have ten million in your savings. Yeah. Then you'd be free. I think I can go crazy. Yeah. And also, it's like if I had a disease, like I could see the Either doctor ten million or a terminal illness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see the doctor going, "You have six months to live." Oh, I would go crazy. I I'll think. be freeing for you. Oh yeah, I will do a ten-hour podcast and just say whatever I really, want. Really, if oh. you have six months to live, you have an idea for a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> you don't. A Netflix special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would go crazy. But you are, you are one of these. He is. Have you followed his career at all? His career. You are a really good actor, a really funny host, a really good physical. I mean, I, he checks every box. And uh, a, a good human being. And look well, at his, his, he's wearing open toe like you. I yeah. know, that's what I yeah. saw. But you, you know, my left foot, though, it has a problem. 
What is the problem with your left foot? Don't go anywhere near it. Because? It's got problems. Like, I have I have code three. I don't know what the technical term. Yeah. Foot fungi. <gasps> what? Like yeah, even don't look at it. Please don't look at it. What you brought it up? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, like, in fact, like, in fact... Why do you wear open-toed shoes if you have... What's because I want it to breathe, right? And I, I won't get it fixed because <laughs> I like the itchy. Yeah, I like the what? itchy. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm addicted to the itchy. Yeah, yeah I, so I like I like scratching it. But Ew, can but you, even then if it's you on your hands? Yeah, it's on my... And it, can I just say something? You don't spread it all over the bed with your girlfriend because we were just talking to a guy who... <laughs> did that with he picks his his ass is itchy and he scratches his ass and then he sprinkles the I don't sprinkle it no but there is f- probably foot fungi on the bed and um I have to say something but um one time a couple years ago my girlfriend was itchy down below mm-hmm. it's because of your it was oh. because of my left foot <laughs> oh That's so spreading. now we know <laughs> now <laughs> Now we know that <laughs> yeah. is, uh, that's what pussyfooting is. <laughs> don't pussyfoot around me. That's why people say don't pussyfoot around me. Yeah. You know what could happen? Yeah. I don't know if I'm blushing because I so I your girlfriend be has stuff an, like that, but she has an athlete's vagina. She, no, the doctor was 50-50 on it. She is like it could be that, but it went away, right? But I always equate it that it's probably that. Did you stick that foot? No, in? no, no. No, it's from from the hand, bed, scratchy, scratchy. Maybe from the bed. I don't know what it is, but it's like, um, you know, who also knows about my left foot is Ed Asner. For some reason, he found out that my left foot is fungi. Can I tell you something? Yeah. Everyone knows about your left foot now. You're you're spreading the have, news. We don't, have a big, we don't have a big audience. Okay, this yeah, is yeah. not. This is like uh-huh. private. Yeah, when you do this show, it's like private. Nobody is that, is that a career? Like, if you were dating somebody uh-huh. and they had a left foot and they wouldn't take care of it, and it was itchy. And they wouldn't take care of it. Would you break up with it? Is that a no? Deal? That's not a deal breaker it's not? for me. No. What's a deal breaker? Um, Obviously, cheating the obvious stuff, right? Yeah, I have very low standards. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're my daughter. <laughs> yeah, you look like your mom. Do I? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'll take it as a compliment. And then, and, you, and then your and son looks like you, kind of. Uh, hopefully one of them looks like me. Yeah. I spend a lot of time on the road, and we get really good <laughs> deals from the gardener and the pool man. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. But. Uh, I'm going to reveal something How, right now. Yeah, go ahead. Um, you should ask to see my dad's toes. Are they painted right now? They're usually painted. I why? Paint them. Do you know why they're painted? Go for it. Tell them why they're painted. No? Okay, never mind. I don't know why they're painted. Well, you, but, but you paint them, right? Or yeah. do you go to a place? I've done both. With her daughter, I go sometimes and go get my toes Because you done. have ugly toenails. I have an ugly toenail. He has Which one? Ugly, A big toenail, toenail. On, a, on, a, on the... It cracked. Oh, yeah, I have one of those, too, on my left foot. As, yeah, as my left foot. My they made a whole movie about that. Yeah. My left foot. Let's do a, a movie called My Left Foot, the part two, because they, Daniel Day-Lewis did a My Left Foot. So did you actually, your girlfriend, actually go to, uh, like, a gynecologist? No, we went to Dr. Kawashiri. Who's that? Our, our doctor. Our doctor. Oh, just a GP? The best doctor in the world. But you actually <laughs> asked the doctor, is her vagina in rough Is shape her foot from- fungi in her vagina? Did he laugh? Yeah, yeah. That's funny, right? But you were serious. Dead serious. Does she you know, do, like, Michael, you'll scratch her feet and she does the splits on the bed with no <laughs> underpants on? No, but you know what drives her crazy? No. Like three, four in the morning, she can hear this sometimes. Imagine sleeping, right? Yeah. And they're hearing... It's me scratching my foot. 
Why did why do you make that sound with your mouth when you're scratching your foot? <laughs> I don't know what I just do. Every time I scratch my foot, I go Yeah. What are you doing? It's I'm like, scratching my foot. <laughs> I'm like doing ADR. You Chewing know what I mean? and scratching. Kind of live ADR, right? And I'm just ASMR. Like, ASMR, right? ADR. And she'll wake up and go, Stop it. It'll drive her crazy. No, he wasn't saying it wrong. ADR uh-huh. is uh what we do in what we in show business do in the movies afterwards when you want to fill in, you know, your lip sync. Maybe they didn't. In every show that you do, they always call you in like a couple of months later and goes, You got to come because we didn't get it clean by, which is annoying. Like, why don't they just get it live? Because maybe a car went by. I don't like it. They want to get it clean. Do your job. (laughs) Do you say that to the sound guy? No. But ASMR, have you ever. I love ASMR. Do you really love it? I love it. Does it turn you on? Nothing turns me on. I think my. Nothing turns you on? Does your girlfriend? She does, but I think. I think I think my I think my penis is broken. <laughs> what? I think my penis is broken. Why? What's wrong? I have psychological issues. I think, I think as as I get older, mm-hmm. it's just brokey. It's brokey. When you say broken, what's what's? It just doesn't work accordingly according to the plan. <laughs> I hope there's there's no plan here, is there? No, there's no plan right here. I would no, I wouldn't. This is not a situation. Where, no, but my point is, is that um. Before when I was a young man, right, right, I How would wake up with. How old are you now? Oh, fifty. You're fifty. Yeah. You look amazing. You don't have one gray hair. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. So go yeah, ahead. So anyway, um, but my dick brokey, and I think that um, and it's like I cut out the porn, mm-hmm. right? But it's still kind of like, like that. Sleeping. Are you sleeping? <laughs> sleeping. Or he's just just not even sleeping. He's just. You know how, like, in Egypt, they find a mummy? Right. And they open it up. Mm-hmm. It just looks, that's what it looks like. That's, Does your dick this is not like bother the inside of King Tut's too. Yeah, exactly. Does yeah. this not bother your girlfriend? Uh, it bothers her, yeah. So I'm trying to deal with it. Psychologically. So I go to therapy about it. About your penis? <laughs> yeah, And it's like. And she thought that she, that now, now it's starting to make sense. And she had an irritation in her vagina and was sure it was from your foot and not from your penis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the only wow, thing wow, it could wow, be. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, because his his yeah. penis is brokey. Yeah. So this is probably something I got from his. Am I being too? Um, I just feel like sometimes when I do podcasts mm-hmm. and I um I'm being too revealing. No, that's not that's not. Is this revealing. being too revealing? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Okay, no. Good. The fact I don't want anyone to be freaked because I know your some of your audience is from AGT. You have nice Christian families listening. This is no. We I don't, don't want people this is to mostly think just children. <laughs> I do oh, it ever since well, I used to do Bobby's World. <laughs> I used to do Bobby's World, which was an animated show yeah. in the nineties, and I got, I garnered a huge young audience, and yeah. they followed me to this podcast. So this is all the kids. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I'm Bobby Lee. <laughs> the amazing Bobby Lee coming up next. It changes everything. Right, and it's well, you like, know that's my philosophy. I say yes to everything. Does the name Shin Lim ring a bell? Hi, who's this? Hey, Howie, this is Shin. Shin. <gasps> <laughs> Bobby goes nuts right after this. <laughs> 